0: What up, what up, what up. Welcome back to another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Make sure you use the code DNBR when you sign up. The Rams coming off their second win of the season. They pulled off the double digit comeback against Hawaii. It's been a while since we've seen one of those over five years. A lot of that comes down to culture, but the Rams, they've got a big stretch coming up. Starting with this road trip, you go to Boise State, then San Jose State. Boise State—not a rivalry, not enough history between them—but it is a game that matters a lot. I mean, they've—they've been a boogeyman since they joined the conference in 2011. The Rams have still never beaten them, even in 2020 when everything was wonky and every other game seemingly got canceled. The Rams still had to, you know, take a beatdown from Boise. That was a—that was a really weird game. You had all the blocked punts. We'll talk about last year's game and what we can take away from it, what we can kind of learn and apply to this matchup in in a couple of minutes here. Also going to talk about running back Avery Morrow, who just continues to tear it up, actually wrote a feature on him today. But I wanted to do just a little open here on this game and kind of talk about how, for better or for worse, even if Boise is not what they used to be, you know, it's not 2007, them beating Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl, like San Diego State on you know the basketball side this is the team that everybody uses to measure themselves up against they're the biggest national brands you know San Diego State basketball Boise State football at least in the 21st century that is you know much like the losing streak at the beginning of the year Norvell couldn't do anything about the fact that CSU lost 6 games at the end of last year and he inherited that losing streak before the year even began he also you know, inherits this losing streak against Boise. It's just a burden that comes with it. You know, it's a part of the gig. And even if this isn't a rivalry per se, it is a game that means a lot to Ram fans. It's one that they want to win. I mean, they're they're tired of it. They're tired of losing to Boise. They're tired of having to hear the chirping. But CSU just has to take it until they finally come out on top. You know, it's it's not that different than what the Rams have done to New Mexico over the last decade plus. You know, CSU fans, they love being able to hold that over New Mexico. It feels good. You know, Boise, it's it's no different. There's kind of different tiers in the Mountain West. And, you know, CSU, Boise, those are two of the, the bigger schools, bigger budgets, should be more successful. But, you know, if you're Boise, you're looking at the scenario and being like, you know, you think that you're on par with us? We own you. And that would then, you know, bring up a whole debate about how, you know, Boise as an institution is not very impressive, you know, basically a junior college, Smurf turf, all that, all the petty arguments that we as college football fans love to make, that's beside the point. The point is, you know, if you want to be respected on a national level, you want to be revered as the institution in the Mountain West Conference, getting past Boise is a part of that. You know, you have to recruit well and, and the staff is doing a great job in that regard. You've got to win other games. But you've got to win the big games. You know, you've got to win the rivalry matchups and, you know, beat the other premier teams in the league. You know, whether that's San Diego State or Fresno State, if they happen to to jump into the top 25 here and there. But typically it's Boise State. This year it's definitely Boise State. I mean, they're five and two now after an impressive win over Air Force. They're playing good ball, you know, offensively. Green, it, he's a dynamic athlete. He's kind of opened up a whole different component to their offense. Defensively, they have a lot of experience. You know, Matlock is sick in the defensive line. I ta- I've i talked a bunch about how much I like J.L. Skinner over the years as safety. Just an athletic freak that'll knock your socks off. But this is a game where the Rams can, you know, earn respect. Obviously, coming away with a victory would be massive. Vegas isn't giving the Rams much of a chance at all. You know, twenty eight point spread, which is too high, by the way. It's it's too high. I get it. History says, you know, it's either a blowout or it's a it's a pretty good game. Rams not scoring a ton of points right now, going on the road, Boise. You know, they want to continue their their dominance. I get it. I don't know. To me, though, it, it's not giving any respect to what CSU has done defensively like they're essentially giving us the same spread as when CSU was going to the Big House and that's that's just too many points if i'm wrong i'll eat it you know we've certainly seen Boise throttle CSU a handful of times over the years but there really have been you know more competitive games i think than people re- recognize it's just the the blowouts tend to to stand out a little bit more but last year, I mean, CSU actually jumped out to a double-digit lead. And again, we'll talk about what we can learn from that one. Boise ends up winning by nine. 2020 was a blowout, 52-21. to 21, That was one of the worst games I've ever seen CSU play, an absolute embarrassment under the Adazio administration. 2019, was a seven-point game. 2018, which I've you know often said one of the worst CSU teams in my lifetime, another blowout. 2017 horrible game. We're not even going to go down that one, but you know, a, a seven point game. 2016 was competitive. The Rams had a shot, you know, it, it took a couple of onside kicks to get back in it. Hayden Hunt tried to get a third one. I think that was, that was wild 2014. You know, the Rams actually jumped out to a double digit lead, you know, ended up blowing it, but history says, you know, it's either a good game or an absolute blowout. Vegas is is leaning towards the, the blowout. I think it's going to be a good game. I think the Rams are going to be competitive. I don't want to go too far out on a limb here, but I mean I'm I'm buying into what we've seen from CSU defensively. They've got a running game. You know, we'll talk about all this in a little bit, but I I I just think it's too many points. If you disagree with me, go to DraftKings Sportsbook, you know, put your money where your mouth is. Speaking of DraftKings Sportsbook, NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball's back, so tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out though. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings Stepped Up Same Game Parlay. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place a Stepped Up Same Game Parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. We've got the Nuggets and Lakers tonight. I love that Jokic on national TV. Feel like he's in for a big one. No MPJ, it's looking like so you're probably going to need some more offensive production. Maybe you go with Jokic to get that you know elusive triple double. He continues to rack those up. Or you know maybe you you bet on somebody like Aaron Gordon to have a big performance. He's looked awesome so far at the beginning of the season. Whatever you do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code DNVR, make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, not going to spend a lot of time on this, but I did want to just kind of briefly dive into the 2021 matchup with Boise State. A lot of these players still the same, Uh, new quarterback, new offensive system, but Uh, defensively especially, very similar. The Rams actually jumped out to a 13-0 lead in this one in the first quarter, but they settled for a pair of 20-yard field goals and a 22-yard field goal in the first half. So even though you had four scoring drives, three times you settle for a field goal within 25 yards of the end zone, you only lead 16-7. But you left the door open. You can never leave the door open with this Boise State team. How many times have we learned this over the years? They just, they always can put points on the board in a hurry. And if you give them any opportunity for hope, they're just, they're confident. You know, they believe in their system, they're used to winning. So, I mean, that's, again, we kind of talk about culture and, you know, winning mindset and how it takes a while to establish that. Boise expects to win. So if you get the opportunity, you know, you better step on the neck. You better bury them, or they're going to come back and make you pay. What else we learned in that game last year? You can't settle for field goals against a team like Boise State, especially, you know, when you're 20-yard field goals, 22-yard field goals. That's just brutal. I get that it can all be situational. Like, sometimes you just need to put points on the board, but especially early on, you know, I, I just I wish C- CSU would have been more aggressive in that game, kind of like the Rams were against Hawaii last week. You know, I talked about that on the on the post-game pod. Even though they didn't get it a couple of times, they went for it on fourth down. I, I love that they tried it anyways. If the Rams get in the red zone, though, they've got to score touchdowns. This is a really talented Boise State defense with a lot of experience in that front seven, but you've got a strong run game going right now. You know, you, you've got to capitalize. You've got to put six on the board. And conversely, you know, you might you might give up some drives, but if you hold Boise State to field goal attempts, you're at least going to have a chance to be in it. I mean, the Rams, they pitched a, a shutout in that second half. That was huge. But holding Hawaii to field goal attempts on two of those three drives, that was big, too. And we saw, you know, against Air Force last week, the, the Falcons did a pretty good job of holding Boise State to field goals in that first half. I think they had five field goals. And they've got a great field goal kicker's money, pretty much automatic but the falcons had an opportunity and you know if they didn't have some injuries in the backfield and at the quarterback position you know who knows it could have been a different game their defense gave their offense an opportunity and that's really all you can ask for you know you can't you can't expect the defense to hold teams to 38 yards and zero points every week but just bend don't break that has to be be the mentality you know, don't give them extra opportunities, penalties on third down, you know, stupid stuff, anything like that. Don't give them anything, and you'll have a shot. I mean, it's, it's hard to drive and execute all the way down the field. That's why it's so big to just limit, you know, the big explosive plays. If you're, you know, even if you're giving up first downs, if you're making them fight for every single yard, you know, making it tough on them, with the pass rush that CSU has, with the playmakers they have in the secondary, You know, eventually Boise State's going to slip up and there'll be an opportunity you got to capitalize, but it just starts with making them drive the the length of the field consistently. It's going to lead to more opportunities for turnovers. And, you know, the likelihood of of them scoring obviously goes down significantly, at least six. Much like the Rams, the red zone been a frustrating place for Boise State this year. So if if you're the defense, you know, just keep that in mind. But I want to move on. I want to talk about Avery Morrow. He's been just a beast of late. You could call him beast mode 2.0. Has an opportunity to make history this season. I'm going to dive into that in just a sec. Game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate maybe, or even you know, floor seats at a concert. It's possible with the GameTime app. The biggest last minute price drops can be found on the seats you never thought you could buy. You're not going to find a better deal this season on Rams tickets, Nuggets tickets, you name it, than you will with GameTime. It was created by the fans, for the fans, and they guarantee the lowest price. If you love DNVR, you're going to love GameTime, and the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the GameTime app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Cool, 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 cool. Right, I want to talk about Avery Morrow because, I mean, obviously he's killing it, but he has just been so much better than anybody expected. I mean, he's he's taken his game to a new level, and he's surprised coaches and teammates even with how hard he's been running, yeah, the amount of tackles he's been breaking, the, the ability to produce yards after contact is just something that we haven't seen in so long. And these last three games, he's just been a monster. I mean, he has... 431 rushing yards in Mountain West competition and three touchdowns. That was after having 69 yards total in all of non conference play. And that was when he was still, you know, splitting carries with, you know, Vivens and Hollis and, you know, a couple other guys got some touches early. Nevada was kind of the first opportunity that he got to be the guy. And he obviously made the most of it 24 carries for 168 yards. Didn't have any touchdowns in that one. Also had you know, a fumble and a a brutal unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, and he owned that, you know, after the game and talked about how he had to be better. Since then, he's just been a stud. I mean, you really can't complain about anything. He's averaging 5.1 yards per carry. He's looked really explosive. I mean, he's deceptively fast for a guy that's as large as he is, and he's still, you know, quick. I think he does a good job of letting the blocks develop and then hitting the hole hard. And then just, you know, refusing to go down. That's an effort thing. And he's making the most of every single touch. I mean, this three-game stretch we've seen from him has been, you know, as pleasing to watch, as visually impressive from a running back, probably since Daylon Dawkins. I mean, Marvin Kinsey had a a nice stretch at the beginning in 2019. He was a a real home run hitter, but he was also, you know, kind of a liability in his fumbling problems and off-the-field issues. That was all. You know, you couldn't really trust him there. It wasn't great in pass pro. Moro's just a really reliable running back in all phases. And he's been must-see TV these past couple of weeks. Like, it, it just reminds me of that, that Marshawn Lynch interview. And excuse my language here, but he was like, you know, motherfuckers don't like it when you run through their face over and over and over and over. And that's what Moro does. You know, he's running through, not going to say it again, but, you know, he's running through people's face over and over. And I think the team buys into that. I mean, I, you know, I, I think the line wants to block harder for you. That's something that Norvell talked about post game, and then I think he brought it up again, you know, Monday. The line wants to lay it all out for you when they, they see their backs going that hard. And it's given Millen confidence. I mean, he brought up how he loves knowing that if an opposing team wants to drop six on you, you know, you're going to only have a five-man front. We're going to check down, give it to Avery. And he's going for at least five yards a pop. He's gonna make the most of this play. It's a young quarterback's best friend, you know, especially when you've got some inconsistencies with the offensive line and, you know, hopefully they're able to get George Mickey Hahn back this weekend because it, it seemed like they had finally, you know, figured out the combination of of guys that worked for this O line. But I've just been so impressed with what we've seen out of Avery out of the backfield and You know, he became the first running back since Daylon Dawkins in 2017 to rush for 100 yards in in three consecutive games. If he does it again this week against Boise State, he'll be the first back since D. Hart in 2014 to rush for 100 yards or more in four straight games. By the way, if you're curious, the record seven straight by Steve Bartolo in 1986, he had nine games of 100 more rush yards that season. Just a beast. When you look at some of his stats, it's... It's absurd. He had eight, you know, the year before, but only had a, a streak of it, it was like he would rush for 100 yards, two straight weeks, then not do it, then do it again, two straight weeks, then not do it. Even if you rattle off, you know, 800 plus rush yard games in 85 like Bartolo did, you know, he only had a, a streak of two in a row. So to do what Moro has done these last three weeks, it is significant. It's not something that happens all that frequently. First to do so in the last five years, again, Dalen Dawkins had three in a row in 2017. Dee Hart had four in a row in 2014. Other than that, though, you got to go all the way back to 96. Calvin Branch and Damon Washington both rattled off uh, four straight 100-yard performances at various points in that year. Then you go back another decade to 86 when Bartolo had seven straight. Again, that's the record. He had nine total that season. Also, a record and probably something that'll never get touched. The only other Ram to have four straight 100 yard rushing games consecutively was Alvin Lewis in 1980. It's just not something that happens very often. You know, it it would be a significant streak in CSU history. Even if he doesn't get it, though, you know, even if the streak ends this week, if he gets one more 100 yard performance this season, I mean, even that, to total four in a year, he would be the 21st player in program history to do so. Van Pelt is the only non-quarterback on that list, if if you're curious. Or non-running back, I should say. He is a quarterback. Goodness, getting tongue-tied. So I just wanted to bring it up because, you know, I, I like to point out when, you know, people are doing something unique and, you know, what Avery has done these last three weeks definitely is, and he has an opportunity to, you know, further work his way into the, the Rams history books, which is really cool because he wasn't, you know, the guy that everyone was stoked about. You know, I think people knew he had talent. He actually played pretty well against CSU for Nevada last year. But, you know, the, the hype was all about Millen and, you know, the the receivers. Obviously, Torrey Horton, people were swept about him and, and Stovall and, you know, even Angel King, I think, in the secondary. We just didn't know all that much about Morrow because although we had seen him play well against CSU, I mean, really, he he was buried on the the depth chart under Lee and, and Tua or Toa, Toa Tua, however you pronounce his name, at, in, in Reno. So it was just it was kind of wait and see. You know, before the season, he'd never had more than 10 total touches in a three week span. He had twenty two total carries for sixty nine yards in the first four weeks. And and since then, you know, now he's had at least twenty four carries in, in each of the last three games. He's going for five point one yards a pop. Making the most of it's found the end zone three times after the Rams, you know, didn't have a a rushing touchdown in the first five weeks of the season. Now they have three. Hopefully you can build on that. You know, hopefully the Rams can continue to run the ball well. We've already talked about what we need to see from the defense. You know, the passing offense is still a work in progress. Definitely need to find a way to get Torrey Horton more involved. I I feel like he should have drew two or three flags that didn't get called last week. But you got to get the ball to him. Got to continue to spread the ball to the young guys. You know, we've seen some really encouraging moments from Lewis Brown, from Justice Ross Simmons, Tanner Arkin, Makai Fox. These are guys that can make plays. They just, they need more reps. You know, you need more live reps. And and the Rams just need some freaking roster continuity from week to week so they can finally make some, some progress. But Millen gives this team a chance through the air with his efficiency need to produce more points, need to continue working on getting rid of the football quickly, but he gives the team a chance. He you know, he's the most accurate at least with what we've seen in the games. He's got a big arm and I think that'll continue to be better as he you know gets closer to 100%. And you've got a, a running game that's, you know, really producing phenomenal results right now. Whether or not they can keep that up, you know, whether it's sustainable is kind of to be determined and it's hard to be a bell cow back, to be a guy that's getting twenty plus touches every week. Norbell's talked about it a lot, how that's going to be an adjustment for Morrow. I mean, it is an adjustment for him. You know, he's probably not feeling too good, you know, until Thursday, Friday, and then you go right back out there and then go to battle again. But that that's what it takes, you know, to be the lead running back. This is what he's always wanted to be. And so far he's made the most of that opportunity. Hopefully he can can keep, you know, making the most of it. We've seen a lot of encouraging stuff from this team, legitimate, tangible progress in in multiple facets of the game over the last three weeks. Hopefully they continue to play hard. One of the things that's really been great is just to see how much fight this team has had in them. Even in those blowout losses early, they weren't rolling over. They were continuing to punch back. And in these close ones, I mean, it's why they've had a chance, you know. and they're playing quality football. It's why they've had a chance each of the last three weeks. Obviously it gets a whole lot tougher here. These, these tests are going to be much more challenging. You're playing higher quality of competition. The stakes are higher and the margin for error is going to be thinner. But the thing that gives me some encouragement, you know, at least the, you know, one of the reasons I'm feeling kind of optimistic in addition to what we've seen these last couple of weeks is just the fight that this team has played with. I I do feel like the locker room is coming together and you know, it's, It's a tough start, but this team—I feel like they have a chip on their shoulder, and and there's going to be something to play for in every single one of these games. You know, Boise is a is a glass ceiling that you're trying to shatter. You've never been able to get through them. This group would love to be able to say they were the first Rams team to take down Boise State, especially in their own building. And you know, Norvell did that for Nevada actually in 2021. Got Nevada their first win over Boise State in Albertson Stadium. They'd beat them in Reno before. But, you know, I'd never been able to get them in Boise. Rams, you've got an opportunity to do that this year. Out of all the teams on the schedule, you probably have the least emotional investment in the San Jose State matchup. Although, if you're like me, you, you know, still hold some weird. They beat CSU in 2013 when I was a freshman, and the Rams, they just shouldn't have lost that game. And I've always held it against them. But they're they're conference contenders, is, is really why, you know, you would have that game marked on the schedule this year if you're the guys in the locker room. Like you want to show out against, you know, the teams that are perceived as the best. They're one of the best teams in the conference. They also statistically have the number one scoring defense, CSU number two. That's, you know, an area where the Rams are trying to prove themselves as well. Wyoming, the border war, I mean, need I say more? If you can't get up for that one, you certainly should not be representing this program. You should not be a Ram Air Force. Another local rival. Also kind of similar to Boise State in a sense. Like it's a team that over the years has really, you know, had CSU's number time and time again. Rams haven't beat them now since 2015. And even some of the best years, you know, some of the really solid Sonny Lubick teams, you know, McElwain's 2014 team, they're always just a, a thorn in in your side. And they kind of really like, I don't want to say own CSU, but they've definitely had their number over the years. New Mexico, you know, you don't want to blow that losing streak. It's a team that you have a lot of history with, you know, going back multiple decades. You've been in multiple conferences together. But if you're the Rams, you know, much like you would love to be the first team to beat Boise State, you don't want to be too, you don't want to be the team that you know blows the the winning streak over New Mexico. As of right now, you can still lose one more game and still have a possibility of making a bowl again. If you finish six and six, there's no guarantee. Though, you know, teams don't get left out all that frequently. But even if they, you know, lose one or two here and they ultimately can't qualify for the postseason, you're still going to have something to play for in every one of these games. You know, you want to keep building on the success that you've had here these last couple of weeks. You want to keep establishing just the the right habits and, you know, building on on the chemistry that you've created early on here. And hopefully you can take that into next year and you know bring in some more talent and you know really hit the ground running. But right now you just kind of got to take it one week at a time. It all starts with this Boise State matchup again. I feel like 28 points, you know, is is just too much with the history, you know, 1920, I think you could have said would be fair even then. Again, I think it's going to be a competitive game. I would have taken 20. Maybe it's just me talking myself into it. I don't know you know, talking myself into the outcome that I would like to see. But while I do think this Boise State team is playing some good football right now, I don't think they're unbeatable. I don't think the gap between them and everybody else is what it used to be. And based on what I've seen from CSU defensively, some of the struggles I've seen from Boise State, and, you know, when they're on, they're on. But I've seen them score 21 in a quarter. I've also seen them, you know, not be able to score a touchdown for three straight. It's just they've been a little bit erratic this season and that's, you know, when you have a young quarterback, it's going to be like that. We, we know how it goes, but I just, I, I don't see this being a blowout. You know, it it has been many times over the years and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know, I'll eat my words, but I I very much think that there is an opportunity for the Rams to be in this game. You know, maybe even have a chance to win their first one. I don't want to get, Too crazy here again. I'm not like going on record and be like they are going to pull the upset, but I think they'll be in this game. I think there's going to be opportunities to make plays. All right, we'll talk about this matchup more in the coming days as we get closer. Saturday, 5 p.m. at Boise State. Looking forward to that one. That's all I've got for today, though. Much love, y'all. Shout out to the presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that code DNVR. Peace.